At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. On VSEN, the sports betting network. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSEN, the sports betting network. The class of the twenty, the twenty twenty two class of the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame, was announced, and uh, it's a joke. It's such a joke. The Baseball Hall of Fame is a museum. That's what it is. It's a museum, a museum dedicated with preserving the history of the sport. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, two of the greatest players to ever play the sport. But because a couple of baseball writers don't like them, they are not enshrined into Cooperstown. To me, that's the biggest joke ever. And say what you will, don't, don't, don't come to me with the steroid era argument. It was a part of baseball. Just like amphetamines were, just like beer and hot dogs were for Babe Ruth. I don't care what you do, I don't care what players take. You still have to perform, and we still witnessed what happened. Okay. It's like telling me Reggie Bush didn't win the Heisman Trophy. I watched those games. Reggie Bush was one of the most electric college football players I've ever seen. Taking away the awards and the wins doesn't do anything. I saw it happen. For a couple of crotchety baseball writers to say that Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens don't deserve to be enshrined in the Cooperstown because of steroids is laughable. I watched them play. History will remember that they were two of the greatest players to ever play the sport. That's what the Hall of Fame is. It's a museum. This this power that the baseball writers feel that they have to decide Who gets in? Who gets out? The legacy of a player is decided by this group of writers. It is a joke. Do you realize that the people that get to vote for the Hall of Fame, that criteria is a joke? You know, it's like, oh, if you cover a team for 10 years, uh, you can get a vote. 
but uh, you haven't covered the sport for the past 30 years, but yet you still have your vote. Yet uh, an announcer or a broadcaster who's been around the sport for longer than anybody doesn't get a vote. You know, like, I'm not going to name names, but like a baseball writer from 1983 to 1995 still has their Hall of Fame vote in 2022. But Bob Costas doesn't have a Hall of Fame vote. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hilarious. And it's like that guy that's keeping Barry Bonds and them out of the Hall of Fame. Uh, and David Ortiz gets in, by the way. You want to talk about... Like, like, David Ortiz tested positive. He was in the Mitchell report. But because he was a, a cartoon character that everyone loved, Big Poppy, he was popular, he gets in. But because Barry Bonds is a jerk, he doesn't get in. I'm sorry. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's laughable. I'm glad that we we don't bet on things like that because (laughs) imagine losing bets that way. Unreal. It's like betting on a fight. And then having a judge just completely botch the the, the the decision, you know, like I we bet on uh, we we went out to watch the fights this past Saturday, UFC 270, and the first fight between uh, Figueroa um, and and Moreno, the first main event fight, you know, Brandon Moreno's the champ, Figueroa is the, uh, the 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 contender, and. <laughs> That fight was so close. Now, I thought Figgy won, and I bet on him at plus 180. I was thrilled. And I thought he won because he had landed some really key shots. He had the the, the takedowns, uh, the knockdowns, if you will. And, and you're like, you know what? He had the more impactful um, strikes. I can, yeah, he won the fight. But when they announced the decision, it was a unanimous decision. How in the world? Was that a unanimous decision? That should have been a split decision, you know? Like, a unanimous decision? The fight wasn't that one-sided, okay? Um, You know, just, it was really funny. Um, Just, I I hate those things when judges come into play. That's why, like, whenever there's a big boxing fight, give me a knockout. Just knock, just, that's, end the fight where we know who the winner is. Don't like things that are judged or voted on. That's why I hate the Baseball Hall of Fame. Again, it's a museum. It's a beautiful place to visit. But the whole having a bunch of old crotchety writers decide who gets in and who gets out, that's a joke to me. To me, if you were one of the greatest players of all time, again, I don't care what you did. You still have to go out there and play. And uh, that, to me, decides who's in the Hall of Fame and who's not in the Hall of Fame. But congratulations, Big Poppy. You're in. Uh, now we take a look at uh, <laughs> who's going to be in the Super Bowl. And the odds on each possible outcome in the Super Bowl. So you take a look, right? And you think about what the exact result is going to be. The Chiefs to beat the Rams is the favorite, most likely outcome according to the odds because both of them are favored in their championship games and the Chiefs would be favored in the Super Bowl. 
So you have Chiefs over the Rams at plus 250, Rams over the Chiefs at plus 350. Chiefs over the 49ers next at plus 400, 49ers over the Chiefs at plus 650. Now we get into the Bengals side of things. If the Bengals upset the Chiefs, man, look at these possibilities. Rams over the Bengals plus 1,400. Bengals over the Rams plus 1,400. (laughs) Bengals over the 49ers plus 2,000. 49ers over the Bengals plus 1,400. Rams over the Bengals, excuse me, plus 900. Look at that. Now, think about this. The the Bengals are plus 260 to beat the Chiefs. So a $100 bet will return you your $260 profit. You'd get $360 on a $100 bet. Or bet... The Rams to beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl, $25 wins you $250. You bet the 49ers to beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl, your $25 returns $375. Same thing with the Bengals to beat the Rams. And the Bengals to beat the 49ers, your $25 bet returns $525. So you can take your $100 bet at plus 260 and divide it into three or four, excuse me, $25 bets on plus 900, plus 1400, plus 1400, and plus 2000, where you're getting a pretty nice payout on all of them. The smallest one being the... Rams to beat the Bengals, which would pay you out pretty much what you would win on your bet if they were just to beat the Chiefs. Uh, How about your Super Bowl MVP? Patrick Mahomes is the favorite. No one's going to argue there. Plus 175. Matthew Stafford is plus 350. Now, I like Matthew Stafford because I think if the Rams get there and they win, he's going to get that award. Cooper Cup plus 800. Jimmy G plus 800, Joe Burrow plus 1,000, Debo Samuel plus 1,600. If you think the 49ers win the Super Bowl, you know he's going to have a big impact. A couple of other fun ones here. You have Aaron Donald plus 2,500 to win the Super Bowl MVP. Pretty good odds. However, I don't know. Von Miller was the last defensive player to win the award. That was uh, 2016 when the Broncos won um, against the, uh, was that Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl 50? So, oh no, that was Broncos Panthers, right? It was Cam Newton. Um, So Von Miller wins the award there. Since then, it's been, it was Brady. Foles, Julian Edelman, Mahomes, and Brady. Quarterbacks are the ones that win this award. So the best bets would be Mahomes, Stafford, Garoppolo, or Burrow, depending on who you think is going to win. If you're going to go with a non-quarterback, 
A wide receiver is risky, but it did happen with Julian Edelman winning in 2019. I could see defensive player. It all depends on game script, but it's fun to see some of these odds right now prior to knowing what the matchup is going to be. Uh, We'll talk more about Championship Sunday, get into some golf betting as well. So much to discuss with our very own Matt Humans coming up next here with me, Scott Seidenberg, on the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hunt down a win with the Football Showdown Series, presented by Amazon Prime Video's Reacher. Play free fantasy football during the playoffs and fight for your share of $20,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Jack Reacher now to get in on the action. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details, Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Joining us now is our very own Matt Humans. You are going to read him what you do every week in Point Spread Weekly. Uh, does a tremendous job on the edge here on VSIN, and you catch him on pretty much every program across our network. Um, Matt, I just got done talking about the exact matchups and the Super Bowl MVP odds. So maybe I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here beyond championship Sunday. But I do think there's some interesting uh, odds out there for some of the exact matchups. Obviously, the Rams and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl is the favorite with both teams favored in their respective championship games. Uh, Let's talk about the Chiefs first. Coming off of that win... Against the Buffalo Bills, which as a Bills better, I'm still not over and I'm probably not going to get over for a while. But how do they, how do they not repeat that performance, but avoid that defensive performance against a pretty good offense in the Cincinnati Bengals? Because I do think something that's not being talked about enough is the way that the Chiefs defense allowed Josh Allen and the Bills to score that many points in the final two minutes of the game. No, you're right about that. And uh, Josh Allen finished, what, 329 passing yards. And uh, he really wasn't bothered that much by the KC defense. And I think one of the uh, 
things that you heard in the media the second half of the year was how much better Kansas City defense was. And for a stretch there, it did look pretty good, I would say, into uh, like early December. But but the fact of the matter is, when you got into December, the Chiefs allowed uh, 28 points to the Chargers, 31 to the Bengals, 24 to the Broncos, and uh, like you said, 36 to the Bills last week. So you can run and throw on this uh, KC defense. And uh, I, I think there are some issues there that Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase and the Bengals can take advantage of. Now, one thing I will caution people against is uh, don't think the Burrow is going to light up the Chiefs uh, like Josh Allen did. Because one thing about Josh Allen, he can get outside the pocket and make plays with his legs. And we saw that last week. He was avoiding the rush. He was uh, making guys miss. Joe Burrow is not that elusive. He's He's got some mobility, but not on Josh Allen's level. So I think um, you are correct in saying that the um, the KC defense has got some issues here. And um, that's one reason I, I kind of like the Bengals. I'm not big on it, uh, but I, I think I'm going to split a unit and play uh, Bengals half a unit first half, half a unit for the game, because I also think, Scott, that the Chiefs might come out a little bit flat. They mm. reached an emotional peak in that game Sunday night, you know, all we're going to talk about, everybody's talked about all week was oh, that's one of the best playoff games in history. And Patrick Mahomes and his electrifying performance. And after you peak like that emotionally, it's typically a situation where you have an emotional letdown the next time out. And maybe the chiefs come out a little bit flat in the first half of this game against Bengals. And you'll hear people say, well, there's no way you're going to be emotionally flat in an AFC championship game, but it happens. It does happen. And it could happen this week. It's, it's speculation, but I, th- I think it's something that's maybe to guard against. So instead of taking the Bengals uh, for the game, I'm going to split a unit here and uh, play them half half unit in the first half, half unit for the game, and think that maybe if the Chiefs come out a little bit slow, the Bengals can take advantage of that like they did against the Titans a week ago. Um, one thing I'll say about the Bengals, too, only one turnover in the past six games. Wow. So they're not hurting themselves with mistakes. You know, that's why Ryan Tannehill and the Titans are out of the playoffs. Uh, we saw the Rams fumble four times against the Buccaneers. Uh, and the Bengals have not been making those mistakes on offense. And the fact they've been taking good care of the football, I think, is uh, one reason you got to like them. And, you know, as Chris Andrews, the South Point Sportsbook director, said this week, you got to like Joe Burrow. You got to respect him. The guy got sacked nine times. He just keeps getting up. You know, he's resilient and um, he's not going to quit. And I, I think this KC defense is going to put a lot of pressure on him, but he can handle it. He's been in big games and he's got poise under pressure. So uh, I expect the, the Cincinnati offense to have some success in this game. Any feel for the total? I mean, initially, I'm all over the over just because Kansas City's played seven straight overs. We saw the way that these two teams played at the end of the regular season, a game that went over this total. And just looking back at the previous three AFC Championship games at Arrowhead, the Chiefs have gone over the postal total in all three of them. So I understand why there's steam coming in on the over, but could game script maybe dictate this to an under? What's your feel on the total? I actually lean under only because everybody in the world likes it over. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm not going to bet it. I'm not betting the total. I'm not a big totals better. Uh, like you said, the first time these teams played on January 2nd, 34-31 Bengals. And that was after they fell behind 14-0 in the game. But if you go back to the Bills-Chiefs game, 
it was 26-21 with uh, two minutes to go. Yeah. Josh Allen does not throw that touchdown pass. Um, fourth and 13 with 154 left. That game probably ends 26-21 with 47 points. And that's what a lot of people tend to forget. That scoring explosion that happened late in the game never would have happened. Josh Allen doesn't complete that fourth and 13 TD pass. And uh, you're sitting on 40, um, 47 points. And everybody who bet that under would have had a loser. I, I, don't, I don't really have a strong opinion. I mean, you look at it and you think, well, this should be a shootout. But everybody's thinking the same thing. When everybody thinks the same thing, mm-hmm. I don't want to bet that way. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel then about the 49ers? Because I think everybody I talk to is taking the three and a half points, and that scares me. Uh, I've been on the wrong side of the 49ers, I'll admit it. All playoffs, uh, I was on the Cowboys in the wild card round. I was on the Packers mm-hmm. in the divisional round. And I'm going to be on the Rams here in this game. So if I'm on the wrong side of them three times in a row, I'll tip my cap to them again, Matt. No, I hear you. And um, I've actually been on the right side of both of these uh, 49ers-Rams games this season. I took the Niners both times, and I'm on the Rams this time. Uh, the South Point went to minus three today, and I bet the Rams. I was not going to lay three and a half, but mm-hmm. I, I was just waiting for that number to hit three. And then when it did, I went ahead and played the Rams. I, I, one thing about uh, Matthew Stafford, there was so much talk about how I'd never won a playoff game prior uh, to this postseason. And he, you know, he wasn't great. He didn't have to be against the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals limped into that game. They really had nothing. But I, I think that that last drive was kind of a defining drive uh, for Stafford to knock out a seven-time Super Bowl champ and Tom Brady and the two big completions of Cooper Cup. And the, the fact is, late in the season in a four-game stretch, Stafford had eight interceptions. Uh, but he's been much better in the postseason. The one thing I am a little bit concerned about is since the beginning of the 2019 season, this is well-documented, Rams coach Sean, May is, Sean McVay is 0-6 mm-hmm. against Kyle Shanahan. And uh, when these teams met in Week 18, Jimmy G and the 49ers offense rolled up 449 total yards. Uh, so that's a little bit of a concern. But I think the Rams are sitting in a, in a pretty good spot here to get revenge, stop that streak. they got an edge of quarterback. Stafford's playing a lot better. And Jimmy G, Scott, Jimmy G in two playoff games has no TD passes, Yep, uh, two interceptions. He's probably going to make a big mistake in this game because that seems to be what he does in almost every game. He plays one poor half and one good half. I'm not sure if he plays one poor half, the Niners can overcome it in this game against the Rams. And, uh, so it's not a big bet for me, but I did lay the Rams uh, minus three today. Yeah, and I think the difference is Matt Stafford, the way he's been playing, you mentioned it, in the playoffs, he hasn't turned the football over in two games, and he's looked really good. I mean, that pass that he made to Cooper Cup at the end of the game with Indomitian and Sue basically getting ready to kill him, uh, I uh-huh. think was just so impressive. And maybe I'm disrespecting the 49ers a bit, Matt, but the Cowboys did everything in their power to lose that game. And yes. if not for a blocked punt... They don't beat the Packers. Their offense did absolutely nothing against Green Bay. Now, their defense was tremendous. Um, I'll give them that. But a blocked punt is why they lost, and a blocked field goal is why they lost that game. So I have not been impressed by what I've seen from them this postseason. Yeah, I was on the Niners in that game against the Cowboys, basically because I thought the Cowboys were a phony team. And And they showed uh, it. And and when when they're favorites. And expected to win. A lot of times they let you down, especially in a big game like that. So I wasn't that surprised. And, you know, let's face it, as much as the media tried to dance around it, Dak Prescott was in a slump in the second half of the year. Yeah. His only big games were against really bad teams, bad defenses. And um, 
And you nailed it. I said the same thing this week. The Niners are not alive right now if the uh, Packers don't have a special teams meltdown and uh, if Aaron Rodgers does anything in the second half of that game. Rodgers mm-hmm. was terrible in the second half. Yeah, I have to give the Niners defense credit. I know we're about out of time. But, yeah, I, I do lean to the Rams in the game for all the reasons we talked about there. All right, hang on with me, Matt. I want to get into uh, your plays for the Farmers Insurance Open coming up this weekend and also some uh, thoughts on college hoops as well because uh, we do have some interesting games coming up here on this card. He is Matt Human. You read him all the time. Point Spread Weekly, vcin.com. You watch him and listen to him on The Edge Monday through Friday here on the network. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's never too early to prepare for the big game. We want to make sure that VSIN is a part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs, and then on Championship Weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on VSIN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action on vsin.com. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on vsin, the sports betting network. Rejoined now by our senior editor up at vsin.com and in Point Spread Weekly, host of The Edge here on the network. He is Matt Humans. And Matt, an exciting game in college basketball. UCLA, three point dogs at home coming through over Arizona. Uh, were you on the Bruins or the Wildcats here in this game? Was not on the game at all, Scott. And uh, Arizona is one of my uh, favorite teams. I, that was the last future I bet was Arizona. Yep, I remember that. December. Yeah, thirty to one, and <clears throat> I like this team a lot. They obviously had a really bad night, and this is why tonight's a perfect example of why I, you will rarely, if ever, see me bet road favorites in college. <laughs> uh, it's it's tempting a lot of times, but you know, bet the better team. Laying a short number on the road, and a lot, a lot of betters get fall into that trap too often. And sometimes you get away with it. And you think, and, and it, when you do, you think, "Well, I can do it again. I can do it again." That's a bad habit to get into. Uh, I liked Arizona in the game, but the number was at Arizona minus two and a half or three, and I wasn't going to play that. I wasn't going to lay it. Uh, I was hoping to get Arizona to pick him. Thankfully, the Wildcats were favored, and that kept me away from the game. But really, what, when, I, when you look at it. The Cats are not going to have bad shooting nights like this very often. They haven't had a night like this all season. And you have to give UCLA's defense some credit. But uh, Krista and Terry, two of Arizona's best guards, starting guards, shot a combined 0 for 17, including 0 for 11 from 3. Then if you throw Benedict, uh, Benedict uh, Mathurin in there, who's their best guard, he was 5 for 22. So they got three starting guards combined to shoot 5 for 39 from the field tonight. So I think the next time you see these teams play, you might want to be on Arizona. Yeah, I was just going to ask you. A totally they, different performance. Yeah, I was yeah. going to ask you. They play each other about a week or so from now. So uh, you're going to be right. on Arizona that next matchup. Okay, good to know. Um, anything that you're looking at here on this board for Wednesday? I got one game I'm looking at right now, and uh, I think a lot of betters are going to look at San Diego State playing two and a half, two or two and a half on the road at Utah State because the Aggies have lost four in a row. And San Diego State's off a 25-point win over UNLV. But the one thing I'll caution here is the Aztecs went three weeks without playing a game because of COVID postponements. And um, the only team they beat 
in uh, 2022 is UNLV, and this is not a very good Rebels team. San Diego State, you remember Saturday night, had that horrendous 42-37 home loss to Boise State. This is not a very good offensive team, and uh, the Aztecs really not up to the standards they've been in recent years on the defensive end of the floor or offensive end of the floor, just a little bit down. They're still a pretty good team, but I think you're going to get a really hungry home dog here because Utah State's lost four in a row. But those four losses against decent, you know, pretty quality opponents by a t- five, two, seven, and three points. All four of those games went to the wire. And uh, I like the home dog. I just talked about how you're not going to see me bet road favorites. Yep. I'm not going to bet San Diego State here. I, I'm taking two and a half with uh, Jason Bean and the Aggies. And I, like I said, I, I do think the home dog is going to be hungry and dangerous in this game against San Diego State team that hadn't played much in the last three weeks. little Mountain West basketball from Matty Humans. Uh, let's talk about golf. We've got the Farmers Insurance Open uh, beginning here, and this is one of the best tournaments every single year. Obviously, the location is incredible, Torrey Pines. Um, we know John Rahm has had incredible success, won the U.S. Open, I believe, on this course. So he's the betting favorite. Mm-hmm. But I know when you look at golf futures, you're not looking at the favorite. You're looking to beat the favorite, right? Exactly. Uh, I never bet the favorite. I'm always looking to beat the favorite. And John Rahm deserves to be uh, the favorite in the price range he is here. He said six to one at DraftKings, seven to one at Circuit, eight to one at the Westgate, right in that price range. And this is where he won his first PGA tournament as Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. This is where he won his first major, the U.S. Open uh, last June. I was down there walking the course. And, um, you know, I, I took some mental notes on players who I thought were really uh, playing well and hand, handling Torrey Pines well. you got to be able to drive the ball. Distance matters. Total driving is going to matter. Accuracy. Uh, but you also have to be able to putt on Polana Greens. I uh, like to have a Torrey Pines. So uh, one guy I'm looking at is Sam Burns, who was in the, uh, the final group of farmers last year. He ranks highly in driving distance, driving accuracy, he fits the profile of a guy who should be on the leaderboard this weekend. He's a 25 to one. Scotty Scheffler opened the farmer's insurance uh, open last year in the first round with a 65. He faded after that, but he played really, really well in the first round. And then the U.S. Open, he tied for seventh. He was in the top 10, and he was playing really well in that tournament that John Rahm won. And you get Scheffler about 25 to one. Talk about a guy who's grinding for his first PGA Tour win. Scheffler is that guy. He. He uh, has been knocking on the door in several tournaments, and he might be the most talented player on tour yet to win. So Scheffler is going to cash at some point. I don't know if it's going to be this week, but I'm playing him at 25-1. to 1. Will Zalatoris, last year, 8-under, finished in the top 10 in the Farmers. He's also got current form, 19-under last week at La Quinta, the American Express Tournament. Uh, today, Circa bumped his odds up to 44-1, to 1, so I took a shot wow. on Will Zalatoris. Uh, Ryan Palmer's a guy not too many people like to bet, but I, I fired on him here at 90-1 to 1 odds. He's got two runner-up finishes and six starts at the Farmers. He's gained 2.27 strokes per round at Torrey Pines. That's second only to John Rahm in the field this week, and he's a 90-1. to 1. And then uh, Patrick Rogers, who might be the best Poana Greens putter out there. Uh, Rogers is a California guy as well, and he's a 125-1. to 1. Uh, so I took one long shot. Now, I, I hate to admit this, Scott, but I will. I even bet Ricky Fowler today because oh. I never bet. I never bet. <laughs> I can't stand him. He's not a winner. But get this. Circus Golf Odds Board is so good. Jeff Davis, 
does a great job. He, he keeps such a low hold percentage. And when guys aren't getting bet, he'll bump numbers up. I got Ricky Fowler today at 200 to one. I only, I just put a little pizza money on him for 20 bucks. What, you know, why not? Yeah. Ricky Fowler catches lightning in a bottle. This is a course he should be able to play well on. And he has played well on in the past. Uh, you're never going to see Ricky Fowler at 200 to one. I, I don't recall it ever happening. So I no. just said, uh, that's worth a shot. That's amazing. Bucks on it. What about a guy? What about what about a guy like Tony Finau? Um, he's finished. I think uh, he's had a, a bunch of top fives at Torrey Pines. Kind of like always the bridesmaid, never the bride issue here. Um, I understand uh-huh. you know, putting issues are always a concern with Finau, but at around plus at around thirty to one, anything there? I did not bet him. Uh, I have bet Finau a lot in the past. I've won his only two tournament wins. I've been on him, <laughs> one in Puerto Rico of fifty to one, and that one last fall. Uh, but yeah, there, there actually has been some sharp, sharp golf betters I've seen giving out female uh, plays this week. But man, you, you got to limit. You, can, you can't spray bets all over the futures board. I, I kind of feel like I've already bet too many players uh, this week, so female was not one I bet. But you might want to look at him in some matchups too, if you can find the right matchup. I would not disagree with that i think he might some of these players if you like him you don't have to bet him on the futures board you can look for good matchup spots with him too like xander shoffley uh that's a guy who's got some good course history here the san diego kid this is kind of his de facto home course yeah and uh like west reynolds of vsin likes uh shoffley he bet him at 16 to 1 i don't really like that price on shoffley if you were around 25 maybe uh, but i did bet shoffley in a matchup a plus uh, 110 against Justin Thomas. So, you know, if if you like a player, you don't have to play him on the futures board. You can look up, look for decent matchup spots as well. Yeah, I you like know, that. Scott, you and I were, you and I were talking off the air too quickly. Want to mention that um, two years ago, I was at this tournament walking the course when the when the news was spreading of uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter dying in that helicopter crash. Yep. And I was walking the course and you heard the rumors and I thought it was a prank. You know, there's no way that's not true. And there were fans yelling stuff at Tiger Woods, you know, like, Hey, do it. I'll do it for Kobe. And Tiger didn't know what they were talking about. He didn't get informed that uh, Kobe had died in that crash until after he walked off the 18th hole that day. And that was just kind of an eerie day out there at Torrey Pines a couple of years ago. Yeah. I remember that. Now you mentioned, well, obviously I was on the air that day. It was one of the hardest radio shows I've ever did in my life. But uh, I remember the, the, the um, Tiger Woods uh, press conference stuff afterwards saying that he didn't know what people meant by do it for Kobe. He didn't know what it meant. So uh, that was interesting. Brought back some memories there. All right, Matt. Well, you know, listen, we're going to take some of these futures. We're going to go to the window. We're going to play some of them, and we're going to see what happens. I appreciate the insight as always, my friend, and uh, good luck, and enjoy Torrey Pines when you head out there. All right. Thanks, buddy. You bet. Keep up the great work. Appreciate it, man. There he is. Matt Humans, our senior editor here at vcin.com. You read him Point Spread Weekly and, of course, watch him and listen each weekday on The Edge and weekends as well. Uh, Matt Newman's all over the network here at vcin. Yeah, I like some of these golf futures. Definitely going to go maybe place this before this thing uh, begins here on Wednesday morning. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S. O-N-A-I-R. We'll pick out some winners here for Wednesday's NBA and NHL slate. Coming up next, this is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsin.com slash podcasts, get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, The Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They are all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Sadenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. And let's try and put together some winners here for Wednesday's action. Uh, as far as the golf matchups, a couple of ones that stand out to me. Shoffley over Tony Finau in round one. John Rahm over Justin Thomas in round one. And uh, let's go with, uh, I had one more here. What was it? Uh, Will Zalatoris over uh, Tringali in round one. Then let's take a look at the NHL board. What's very interesting stuff in the NHL happened here on Tuesday night. Favorites went 8-0. If you money line parlayed every favorite, you won. 8-0 favorites in the NHL here on Tuesday. 5-3 on the puck line. So if you bet minus 1.5 on the puck line, 5-3. So will that trend continue on Wednesday? It's a short schedule on Wednesday. Here are the lines. Toronto is minus 290 against the Ducks. Total of 6. The Capitals minus 200 against the Sharks. Total of 5.5. Calgary minus 190 on the road against the Blue Jackets, total of six. Detroit minus 125 at home against the Blackhawks, total of five and a half. And the Avalanche at home against the Bruins, Colorado minus 180. That is the most intriguing game of the night. That's also the nationally televised game on TNT. It's actually the second game of a TNT doubleheader. The first game is that Red Wings-Blackhawks game. Meh. But that Bruins-Avalanche game, that's like... This is a measuring stick game for you know both teams because more so for Boston because Colorado is playing at a different level right now. I mean, they are one of the top teams in the NHL. They were the favorites before the season to win the President's Trophy, and they're getting it done. <laughs> they are playing at a very high level. They've won seven straight games. They're 9-0-1 in their last 10, and they have won 16 straight. At home. At home this season, the Avalanche are 18, 2, and 1. 
And as I mentioned, 16 straight wins at home. Boston, meanwhile, 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. Uh, they are 50 points. They are fourth place in the Atlantic Division. I just think that Boston, you know, obviously they've had a couple of goaltending issues lately, but they have been playing well, as I mentioned, 7-3 and three in their last 10, and I do think that they can keep this one close. Uh, I think it's going to go under the posted total. The Avalanche are the highest scoring team in the NHL. The Bruins can score as well, but most recent Avalanche games have gone under. 2-0 their win over Chicago, 3-2 their win over Montreal, 4-1 over LA, 2-0 against Anaheim. So we're talking about four straight unders for the Colorado Avalanche, and I think that it's a combination of they're playing well defensively, they're getting good goaltending, and also, um, you know, maybe the opponents just aren't scoring, obviously. Uh, I think that Boston, I think this game's going to be tightly contested. I do lean Colorado winning, but I think it's only a one-goal game. So I think Boston can keep this to a one-goal game. I like the Bruins at plus one and a half. I can see Boston winning outright. Um, I don't know if I'm comfortable betting it, but I do like the plus a goal and a half on the Boston Bruins against the Avalanche at the it's it's at it's priced right here at plus minus one forty five. Um, I'm gonna go with the Capitals over the Sharks. Uh, Caps coming off a shutout loss to the Golden Knights. Um, they're at home playing against the Sharks, who have not looked good recently. Sharks lost Eric Carlson on D, which is a big loss for them. And uh, they've lost four of their last five games, so the Sharks are not really in good form right now. And I expect the Capitals to bounce back from that shutout loss to the Golden Knights. Um, You know, they had plenty of opportunities, but Robin Leonard just stood on his head all night in that game. Um, Maple Leafs, yeah, I lean to them winning, obviously, against the Ducks. They're minus 290. Anaheim's been playing okay lately. They had a four-game losing streak, but they've bounced back. They've won two straight. They beat Tampa, which was impressive, 5-1. to one. They beat Boston 5-3, to three, which was also impressive on the road. And uh, Troy Terry playing well. Their power play is playing extremely well. They are one of the top-scoring teams as well, 5-on-5, five five, and... and Toronto is interesting because they're so good. They're so dynamic, but they've been up and down. I think the schedule and postponements has kind of messed with their rhythm a bit. Um, so I would, I just think it's going to be high scoring. You know, Toronto is 7-2-1 in their last 10, a plus 29 goal differential. And uh, meanwhile, Anaheim is second place in the Pacific Division, they're just uh, four points back of uh, Vegas, four and six, as I mentioned in the last ten. Um, but they have won two straight games. I just think that game's going to be high scoring. Uh, so I think that we're going to get over six. If you can get five and a half, even better. But I do think that that game is going to be high scoring over six between the Ducks and the Maple Leafs. In the NBA, there's a lot of back-to-backs, and I think you can take advantage of some of these back-to-back situations. I think the Mavericks are a good play 
as they look to bounce back from getting blown out by the Warriors on Tuesday. They're small four-point favorites against the Blazers. The Blazers just had a tough two-point loss to the Timberwolves on Tuesday night. So I do like the Mavericks. Both teams are playing on the back-to-back. I like the Mavericks as a short favorite. I like the Jazz to bounce back against the Suns, but I would like to see who's playing. Let's see if Gobert plays or what the situation is with their lineup. Uh, Whenever two teams play each other within 72 hours, I mean, this is a home-and-home, right? So last the, the, the other night, Monday night, the Suns beat the Jazz. But the Jazz... We, all, we know Mitchell's out with the concussion. Gobert didn't play. O'Neal didn't play. Ingles didn't play. And the Jazz still kept it close. So curious to see what their, what their lineup looks like. But the Jazz, I expect them to get a little bit of revenge here playing the second game so such in close proximity. I like the Grizzlies as short road favorites against the Spurs. Um, Nets playing the second night of a back-to-back. Same thing with the Nuggets. Nuggets on the road. Nets are minus one and a half in that one. So that's a game that kind of curious about. Here's the game I'm really interested with. The Clippers. They just had a 35-point comeback in their win uh, on Tuesday night over the Wizards. It's their third comeback of at least 24 points this month. (laughs) Think about that. They've had three wins in the month of January where they came back from 24 or more points down to win those games. The previous two times that they had those big comebacks, the 25-point comeback, I think it was against the Nuggets, they had a 24-point comeback against the Sixers, they went on to lose the next game. It takes a lot to come back from 35 points down. And I know it's the nine-win Orlando Magic, but I got to believe that the Clippers are in a fade spot here against Orlando just because of that. If anything, maybe if you don't feel comfortable taking the Magic to win this game, how about the under? Tired legs could lead to missed shots and... This could be an under game as the Clippers have a difficult time trying to find their way here. Uh, Also, just look at this game, you know, against the Wizards. I mean, the the Clippers scored 30, what, 23, uh, 33, 36 points the Clippers scored in the first half. Second half, they had 80. (laughs) 40 points in the third quarter, 40 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, you score that much in the second half of a game. So you exert that much energy coming back from 35 down, I got to fade you the next game. It just, just on principle, I got to fade you. And then a fun game in Cleveland, the Cavs, home dogs, obviously, to the Bucs. The Cavs, the best team in the NBA against the spread, might be worth a little bit of a money line sprinkle there or just take the points and, you know, see if they can cover against Milwaukee. Those are some spots in the NBA that I kind of like, uh, but, you know, there's it's going to be a fun slate either way, an exciting slate. We'll break it down uh, as we, you know, continue here. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on v the sports betting network.
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 